Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about sleeping with alcohol and coffee. So this one is in particular for you if you think you might have entered a vicious cycle of drinking alcohol to fall asleep quicker at nighttime and then feeling the need to drink a lot of coffee over the course of the day because your sleep was not as resting as you would expect it to be. And we're going to move on from feeling like that into uh, finding a way and discussing a way of how you can still drink alcohol and coffee, but also enjoy good high quality natural sleep. So let's just dig into why we love to drink alcohol and coffee and see how we can do it in a way that really serves us rather than harming our sleep, harming our lives, because that's what happens super quickly. We use these substances in a way that's a little bit similar to us getting prepared for a run. And instead of using the sneakers, through making wrong decisions, we choose big, fat, heavy boots. And then we're really surprised because everything is feeling very uh, exhausting. So let's have a look at how we can continue to enjoy alcohol and coffee in a way that it will not harm our sleep and with that our overall well-being. Let's start off with alcohol. So the first thing is that alcohol has this built-in capability to let us relax quite quickly. We drink a glass of beer or wine and we start to wind down. And this is a great feature and it's also a very dangerous one. The second thing is that alcohol will help us to fall asleep faster. And I did that in a self-experiment. I, I tested five primetime drinks and a glass of wine definitely was my winner when it came to letting me fall asleep quickly. So it helps to relax, helps to let us fall asleep. But alcohol was the overall loser because it was the only primetime drink that I had that I noticed a negative effect in the morning. It wasn't like a tremendous hangover. It was only a glass of wine. But if you're mindful, you can do this and test this on your own. If you're mindful in the morning and just listen to your body, I felt a difference. And that's kind of the big danger. We're talking about a substance that will let us feel relaxed, something that we're looking at if we're stressed, that will let us fall asleep faster, which is... Great too, especially if we're having problems to sleep at the moment or we think we have in the beginning and later on we really have. But then it's not giving us the resting sleep that we need and that we expect. And the reason is it blocks REM sleep. Alcohol blocks our dream sleep. And dream sleep is so important. It's important to get that full resting night of sleep. Sleep gets put together out of deep sleep and the dream sleep and stages in between. But these are the two main blocks. And if we miss out on the amount of dream sleep that we should get, then it's going to have a massive negative effect on our uh, well-being, 
on our rest, restfulness the next day. And, and that's, I think, the, the worst because it really triggers the vicious cycle. Uh, you will not get this built-in therapy because what we do in dream sleep is that we work through things that challenge us at daytime. And if we don't do that in the amount that nature has foreseen for us, then we're missing out on this. And this can leave us with bad mood, can, can go down to a depression if we do that over long periods of time with enough alcohol. So that said, how can we drink alcohol that it's going to be okay? The first thing that is a rule of thumb is don't drink alcohol daily. We get used to it and uh, overall it's not good as, you know, we just walk through the reasons. So don't do it daily. Maybe treat yourself on a weekend. Don't binge drink, like don't drink until you can't remember anything. Uh, so be conscious about the amount, drinking a glass of wine or two. Please keep in mind that men typically, when it comes to the studies, can process alcohol quicker than women. Like as a rule of thumb, they can drink double the amount. Um, that's not to encourage men to drink double the amount of their woman, but you know, that's just a, a biological fact. So keep that in mind. And um, a thing that I personally do is just, uh, I drink Fridays as my wine day, kind of. Uh, I just give myself additional sleep. If REM sleep gets blocked in the first half of the night, there's something called the REM rebound. So in the later stages, uh, the, the brain tends to pick up on the REM sleep it missed out, but it can only do so if we give our brains a little bit more time. So my way to handle this is just to give me uh, an hour or something like that more sleep. And with that, I feel well the next day. And I, I think it's a, a great thing that you uh, could implement in your lives too. Let's have a look at coffee now. Coffee is one of those drinks that most of us have first thing in the morning to wake us up, right? We feel tired mainly because we not necessarily get up when our biorhythm would like us to, but rather when we need to. And if we drank alcohol the evening before, it's even worse because we also have that little, uh, little bag of exhaustion with us uh, that adds up to the tiredness that we experience in the morning. So coffee is great to stimulate our central nervous system. That's point number one. And point number two, it also has a very similar structure to a hormone called adenosine. And this little hormone works in our brain and it goes into little receptors and can trigger tiredness there. So what caffeine does is because it's similar from the, the form-wise, it goes into these receptors and blocks them, but it doesn't trigger the tiredness. So the adenosine is not able to make us tired. So what happens if we drink too much coffee over longer periods of time, as this is true for many of us, is that first off, our body gets used to it. So it's, it's like with smoking and other uh, addictions, our body rather responds to not getting the substance than to getting the substance, which is a really a tricky thing. So we need a coffee now to feel normal, which is not what we want to, right? We want to use this substance, the coffee, to um, to uh, kickstart our days. The next thing I want to look at is how we actually drink our coffee. For many of us, it starts off with a cup of coffee before we even had breakfast. 
So what happens here, especially if you add sugar into the coffee, is that the caffeine gets taken into our bodies very quickly. So we, we have a spike, which is great. That's what we're looking for. We're, we're feeling more awake, but this spike is over quickly and it goes down again, leaving us with the, with the feeling like the yo-yo effect, if we're talking about meals, the feeling that we have to add the next coffee into our bodies, and that's not good. So what we can do is, uh, there are basically two things that I would suggest you to do. The first thing is drink your coffee when you're eating something and add in a little bit of fat. Like this can be butter, this can be anything else because then coffee gets processed slower. And that's what we want to see. We want slowly raising coffee levels and them to hang around a little bit and then to drop slowly again. Part number two is to skip your first coffee, rather do some exercises and to wait until you naturally get your first dip in regards to your body rhythm, probably somewhere around 10 a.m. And the last thing is to keep in mind that coffee has a half-life time from, of six hours. So try to only drink coffee in the morning if possible. So what can we practically do if we already entered the vicious cycle of drinking alcohol at nighttime to fall asleep, then in the morning feeling exhausted because of the alcohol and the time, starting off our days with caffeine right away before we add anything and then add up from there, leaving us with, you know, ups and downs over the course of the day and more downs than ups. And at nighttime, we drink alcohol again to relax and to be able to fall asleep. If we're in this cycle, uh, I recommend that we start to reduce, you start to reduce your alcohol intake. Reduce it, best avoid it, and take care that you only drink maybe on one or two days a week to treat yourself. And uh, you want to watch the amount of alcohol you drink, and you want to be able to give yourself a little bit more time to sleep. Those are two things. If you want to enjoy alcohol, let's say you're on a party, that's a great thing to do. Just keep the volume in mind and uh, definitely give yourself a little bit more sleep. Those are two things that will really help you. And try to avoid drinking alcohol on a regular basis. The second thing is when you get up, skip your first coffee. Really try to wake up on a natural way, moving your body, getting into, into light, sunlight, uh, doing the cold shower um, or cooling down the water are good things to wake you up in the morning. And then around 10 a.m. when you feel you've got your first dip, enjoy your coffee and enjoy it with uh, something fatty, maybe a little bit of butter in there or cream, something that will help your body to process the coffee and the caffeine in there slower. That way you're going to have benefits over longer periods of time. Try to reduce your coffee or avoid it completely in the afternoon if you're sensitive to that. And you can also play around with a decaffeinated coffee. I think that's a great route to take. It's still got a little bit of caffeine, so that might be enough for you. Uh, you're you're um, definitely going to benefit from this at nighttime when you try to avoid the alcohol. Give yourself a little bit of time, be patient with yourself, find other things to do, especially at nighttime, that relax you, have a bath, read a book, um, listen to music, do something that will distract you from the urge of wanting to drink the alcohol, and be patient with yourself. What I mean with being patient with yourself 
If you have a bad day and you fall back into bad habits, that's okay. It's not okay to use that as an excuse to stop to make progress. So there's the next day, the sun goes up, and you should try to do your best every single day. And I've been through this, the coffee and the alcohol thing. 10 years ago, I was drinking alcohol every single day until I recognized that it was not serving me. And you build up a habit of drinking. I built up this habit of drinking alcohol. So what I did was after a couple of tries, I set a goal to have 50 alcohol-free days a year. That's it. And then I started to count the days that I didn't drink alcohol. And I met that goal. And from there on, I got better and better and better. So for now, where I'm standing here, I'm drinking alcohol maybe on Fridays, on Saturdays, a glass of wine, two, sometimes even three. And that's it. In regards to the coffee, I'm a big coffee lover. I'm even invested or was invested in two coffee capsule companies. Uh, I've got a great coffee machine here and I was drinking too much coffee and I stopped that a year ago. So I reduced my coffee intake with, for the reasons that I shared with you and with exact the same mechanics that I shared with you. I skipped my morning coffee and there are exceptions to this. Like today, um, I had a coffee with my breakfast because I didn't get the amount of sleep. So that's a thing where I make an exception. But in six out of seven days, I get up, I move my body, I have my breakfast, I have my shower, I shower cold, and that's it. That's me wide awake. And after that, at around 10, I enjoy my first coffee. And if you do that, you will also probably experience that a coffee is something like a little ceremony. So it's, it's raising the value of your coffee break. It's fantastic. And I avoid drinking coffee too late, which I used to do. I used to drink coffee in, uh, I could, you know, even drink uh, a coffee at 9 p.m. I would do that if I wanted to, to work or do anything else. I just had the feeling that I wanted to drink one. And I'm not doing that anymore. So if I can do that, you can do that for sure. Uh, I will help you to tweak the process. Just reach out to me if you have any problems to implement things. Uh, I've got a ton of tips there. But if you do what we talked about today, I'm sure you're going to see success too. And maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the day after. Give it a little bit of time, but I'm sure it's going to work for you as it did for me. As always, it's your choice. Uh, and you can decide on how you want to move on. If you want to move on, if you rather continue your life as it is and figure out other ways that will help you to sleep better, to feel better over the course of the day, or the information that you got today makes sense for you, you think that you can improve your life by implementing maybe not everything, but a couple of these tweaks. And I'm sure every little tweak and every little idea you pick up on that I shared with you here today will improve your life slightly. And little improvements will compound. And after a couple of weeks or months, you're going to look back and think, oh my God, do I feel great. And that's what I wish for you. So definitely take action on the things that you heard today. And if you want to know where this fits into the Sleep Trust Sleep Map, my coaching system, it's block two and three. We're talking about practicing thing, which is the middle block. And we're making things habitual. That's the last block. So that's where it fits in. 
definitely uh, go to sleeptrust.eu and download your free version of the Sleep Trust Sleep Map if you need a little bit more context around what it takes to go from bad sleep, low energy levels back to good sleep and high energy levels. And it's there for download for free for you. So uh, check it out. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. If you have entered the vicious cycle of using alcohol to fall asleep at night and kicking yourself through the day with coffee or other caffeinated drinks, then you want to start to avoid drinking alcohol daily, sleep longer if you do, and drink your coffee smartly. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when we are going to talk about your personal motivation to sleep. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.